The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too The Bambamly Reunion. I'll do okay. anything to avoid that name. The Bambamly Reunion. Oh, look, look at that. It's Uncle Stewart. Hi, Stu. Hey, it's good to be here. You want to play some bagos? Why what are, are you the, doing this hilarious What are, bag, what are bagos, Uncle, Uncle Stewart? What are bagos? You oh, know. my God. Is this a show? We're you in might, it. You might call it cornhole. Oh, man. Uncle Stu. I don't know about that. Yeah, that's not good. It won't be a have good joke. A, have a Bud Light with lime. That does sound like old Stewie. <laughs> I'm his brother Brewer. Oh, uh, guys, wait. Instead of my Bim Bam family reunion, we could do my Bim Bam family guy. And then like, his name's Stewie. Hi, it's me, Brian. Woof, woof. I'm the one they call Quagmire. We've been able to kill you, Stu. I'm... <laughs> Hi, welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, Family Guy reunion. What's um, your favorite Family Guy? <laughs> we're bringing back all our fame. We were gonna bring. Okay, so it's Max Fudge. We're gonna bring. I'm just. I don't know where to start. I'm so excited. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm your oldest brother. Let's start there. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm. Oh my God. I'm Stewie, quote unquote Griffin. I'm, no, wait. The Stewie should be. I'm Griffin McElroy, the baby brother. And the baby on the show the is all, the baby. The baby on the show is also named Stewie. It's Max Fun Drive, MaximumFun.org. Go donate some money. Oh, not convinced? <laughs> Check this. Impression. <laughs> Check this impression out. Hey, it's me, Lois. I love you, Pina. I'm the one known as Meg. Please donate even, to MaximumFun.org. You're not even trying. Can you what? not try? Like, I'm okay, trying. Let me try. You got try? Let me try. Let me try. I'm Mila Kunis. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good, I thought. It's everybody's favorite joke from Family Guy. <laughs> Mine's the one where he fights the chicken. <laughs> hey, this sucks. Should we start should we start over? No. What? Are you kidding uh, me? This has all been hilarious. You gonna leave this gold on the cutting room floor? Yeah. You're gonna leave the part where you said we should cut it on the cutting room How floor? Did we- how did we even get here? How do we even get to this point? Okay, like, so well, let's we, pull back the is, curtain and talk about the evolution of a bit. This is Goofbusters 2, right? So we, we wanted to bring back our old bits, but we didn't have that many funny bits to start with, and we kind of burned them all last week. So we thought, hey, we should bring back some of our beloved characters, in a, and Travis insisted on calling it a Mabim Family Reunion, and I said I would rather die. And then we started talking the Family Guy, and then we to, and then off mic we had a good f- maybe four, what do you, what do you think guys like forty five minutes discussion on how important Family Guy was to us in our lives. <laughs> yep. Yeah. How it changed everything, changed the game. And then when we came back from break or like not doing the show, Griffin didn't wasn't earnest in his love for Family Guy anymore. Now it's all about jokey jokey ha ha, some snidely whiplash stuff he's throwing out at S- Seth Farland. 
<laughs> Seth McFarlane. <laughs> I'm, um, I don't know what to say. I guess I'm more of an anime guy now. <laughs> Let's talk about the Max Fun Drive, uh, yeah. which is a pledge drive for money that we haven't Fucking earned yet. Knows we earned it. We're going to get there. I knew Justin was going to say that, so I tried to, guys, I don't know if this is good yet. We'll get there, though. You know It'll what? Get good. Polish this turd. That should be the slogan of this show, shouldn't it? It'll get good. <laughs> Hang in there. You know, so often you just see the funny parts of a show. You don't see the parts where they're trying to make it funny. They're trying to will it into comedy. Anyway, it's Max Fun Drive time. This is the last week, your final chance to get on board, by which I mean you can you can donate to the Maximum Fun community anytime you want. But this is the time where we want you to do it. And what we want, this is our way or the highway. We're the presidents of this podcast listening experience anyway what we do here is we're a a, a a donor supported network at maximum fun we are part of a family of podcasts something like what there's like 24 to a couple dozen podcasts on the maximum fun uh, network they're all great they're all free you can go to maximumfun.org to listen to them um but if you like what we do and you want to support us um just based on like past episodes maybe not this one uh then uh you know think think about kicking in a, a few bucks a month you can go to maximumfun.org slash donate and find out all the the pledge gifts that you can get for donating uh just by joining in at the five dollar a month lowest level that there is uh you can get exclusive episodes of our podcast and every other podcast on the network that means extra episodes of Sawbones, extra episodes of The Adventure Zone, extra episodes of Schmanners and Bunker Buddies. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about it all throughout the show, but let's just get into a question. Griffin, did you say that $5 a month was the lowest level? Yeah. Like Lois Griffin tied it back. <laughs> That's good. No, it's very organic. It's natural. Really fallen into a quagmire fairly early. Fuck ah. off. Read a question. I hate this show. I hate being a part of this show. And as soon as the fun drive is over, you're I'm... sounding pretty stewy, Griffin. That doesn't even fucking mean anything. <laughs> I can't wait until this pledge drive is over so I can quit this fucking podcast in good conscience. <laughs> uh, family Guy, wouldn't it be funny? Giggity. <laughs> Oh, it's pretty good. It's good, Griffin. <laughs> Guess what city our first question is from? Cleveland. It's not, though. Guys, the Skype call dropped off. <laughs> Guys, I can't hear you laughing. The Skype call dropped off. It's uh, It looks like it's actually from Seattle, which I hear the music call. Can we do Frasier instead, please? Oh, yeah, run it back, run it back, run it back. All right. It's yeah. a my friend family Frasier for Union. Rewind the podcast to the beginning, and then it'll be about Frasier this time. Listener. Uh, choose your uh, choose your own shitty adventure. Both adventures are going to be completely devoid of comedic value. <laughs> but if you listen to them at the same time, maybe they'll sync up. I'm a pedestrian in a very populated city. Fairly, not fairy populated. This isn't fucking Fern Gully. Read good. Read better. We need to earn this. Uh, we need to holler for these dollars because right now we are mumbling for them. <laughs> We're mumbling for these jumblings and we need to holler for these dollars. All right. Got it. I'm a pedestrian in a fairly populated city and I've recently encountered uh, a, a new phenomenon. When it's cars fairies. <laughs> it's fairies, fairies everywhere. Fucking, it's crazy. Tim, Curry, it? Tim Curry's a bat. It's bonkers. When cars are waiting to pull into garages or parking lots, I like to wait and gesture to let them by since it's faster and safer for general traffic. 
Recently, however, cars have been honking at me and angrily waving their hands to get me to cross my section of sidewalk. That's from Nancy Sinatra in Seattle. Whoa. Not so much yet. First off. Yeah. Um, Not so much a question in the traditional sense. Yeah, not really. Travis, did you edit out the question part of that question? I don't think so. I think uh, there, there's just an implied, what should I do? I mean, this is this is the same phenomenon of like you're walking down a hallway and another person's walking towards you and you go left and they go left and you go right and they go right. Except if, if the other person weighed like a one and a half metric tons and mm-hmm. was made of steel and combustible fluid. And so shit. if you ever did I, that with RoboCop. Yeah. yeah. I think the problem here is that cars are equipped with a horn and humans are not. That is, yeah. Well, this I mean, is but what I take away from this that we need human horns. Don't even get me started on fucking my whole great job theory again. But I would argue that humans Goosebusters, are. Goosebusters, it's back. Yeah, it's back. There's one friend of the family. Um, I would, I would argue that humans are actually equipped with an infinite number of horns, which is to say, our brains and our voices and stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. so and then what do you yell out others, right? when like, somebody honks at you to, like, cross the sidewalk quicker? Okay, I would, I would go, no, you go! And if I yell loud enough, then it's kind of like a car horn. I feel like the car should have the right of way. Like, why are they... They're big, and I am little. Well, no, pedestrians almost always have the right of way, but I, I totally feel what you're saying, Travis. I think, I think an easier law to sort of comprehend, a more universal law, would be the heavier thing gets to go first. Because if one of... Like, if we go at the same time... They are having a lot of damage to me. Yeah. I am not doing a lot of damage to them. Who, whichever so thing could kick the, for, I'm whichever, at a much higher risk. Whichever thing could kick the other thing's ass, that's mm-hmm. you win. Like you win. If you're in a big old fucking Ford truck, fucking Hemi in, engine, big old chrome tires, and with like the truck nuts hanging oh, off the back, fucking two big like custom made truck nuts because the ones that they sell sold at AutoZone like weren't big and fucking nutty enough for you need your own fucking custom made huge old maybe you got two on the back two on the front and two, two on, on each front. side oh you got a basically a little like a ben-hur chariot of truck nuts You're just octo nutting everywhere <laughs> just you go octo in all over the spot i forgot what we were talking about because i started <laughs> getting bonered up for his cool old truck <laughs> i had a uh, driver's ed teacher i've talked about before uh he was the he was the dude that showed us mr holland's opus because he kind of looked like richard drivers <laughs> <laughs> educational like content <laughs> yeah he said like you have to check like this is what this dude is so great at teaching you say you have to check this out i look just like this fool <laughs> did he and he didn't fast forward to that part he's like you know you won't appreciate it let's just watch the whole film um so which is pretty great like pretty cool but he the the uh, uh driver's ed lesson that i remember most from that class is he said you um pull up to a four-way intersection and you and a semi truck get to the intersection um, at roughly the same time, and that truck is on your left who has the right of way. And I started to think about it. And he said, "You thought too long. It's the semi truck. If if you go and he hits you, you die, and his day is ruined. You go ahead and let him go." And I was like, well, "Yeah, that's true. Just like always, let the big thing go ahead." I don't like thing. that that implies that he would only be haunted by causing your death for one day. And the know. next day he'd wake up and be like, you know what? I'm not worried about well, it anymore. Well, truck, truck drivers are, they're an immoral lot. I mean, most, most most of them. And I don't want to cast this person because I'm sure we have a bunch of bunch of God, fucking high, highwaymen. Some of our trucker listeners? I There's know. There's got to be some out there, right? I'll, that should be our new thing. Like, let's get into that life. They're long hauling like? across this great country of ours. 
a bunch of the long sea haulers, and the sights. Bunch of, a bunch of highwaymen and women listening to the show. I don't want to, I don't want to throw shade on them, but most of them are in a sort of hitcher situation. Who I mean, most of them are. Yeah, because you're just constantly crossing straight lines. You you're you're in international waters basically all the time. Anyway, um, uh, I, I th- think th- th- we did. We just didn't do this at all because this person does try to give cars the right away. But cars are like fighting back. Maybe they're they're thinking they're getting catfished. So the car's like, no, I've been in this insurance scam before. You Ooh. tell me to go, I go, you go out, I hit you. Oops, a Daisy, you just made thirty five thousand dollars off yeah. of me. I'm not doing it. I love that the like the cars jump to anger. Like I tried to let you go and you didn't do it, and now I hate you. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Instead of just that play, like no, I insist. You, you yeah, but you have you to have. Down. But think about it, Travis. Like if you're inside a car. You do have to have a somewhat like heightened response because otherwise it's like, what is that guy doing? Is yeah. he talking to someone on his Bluetooth? I don't understand. Um, this is why you just need a series of like Wiley Coyote signs that are like, I insist that you go, please. Hey, I'm let's letting bu- you go. Let's bust a goof um, in this Yahoo. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, just bust a goof. It was you sent in. Want it. it was sent you in. Got it. Okay. It was sent in. <laughs> you by- want it. Just bust a goof. Okay, now go. On a mission, guys like this. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, uh, Marina Baker, who sent this in. Uh, It's by Yahoo Answers user Monica is the best. Nice. Nice. Monica is the best. I feel like my I, quick sidebar about Monica. I feel like she maybe is feel is dealing with some inadequacy issues. Like if she has to reinforce her bestness everywhere, even and including like her Yahoo Answers profile. Oh, her answer game is strong though, because her question is this: How do you politely refuse to let someone ride your horse? <sighs> Let's tap into that horse vein, Ooh, brothers. Horses. I want a full. I want, we got to take that long ass data needle from the Matrix, lie back in our cool ass recliners, and have Samuel Samuel Fishburne. That's not his name, but let's have him jack yeah. us in. We're in. All the the horses a lot. There Come is with no, me, Joey Pants. Let's ride this horse together. There is no horse. <gasps> well, that's sad. No, there's millions of horses. <laughs> Wait, so there's either no this horse is, or two. No, this horses. is the scene where there's like fucking an infinite library of like gun racks comes flying at us, but they're all full of horses. And these horses are freaking the fuck out. Can you even imagine? Imagine <laughs> the noise. Everybody stop and imagine the noise. Now imagine the smell. <laughs> bring in the noise, bring in the smell. Um, how do you politely refuse to let someone ride your horse? You blame uh, I, it on the aura, baby. I have a friend. Wait, from- oh, oh. Wait, hold on, Travis. Sit yeah. on that. Say it as soon as Griffin's done, because I don't want that to get passed by. It's amazing. Griffin, okay. uh, finish the question. I, I have a quote-unquote friend from school who is extremely full of herself and thinks she is a wonderful writer. She took lessons for a month, fell off on the second week, and is ge- uh, generally a bloody awful writer. She claims a bl- sorry a bloody awful writer. She claims to know everything and do everything and has asked to ride my horse. How do I politely refuse to let her ride? I don't want to make an enemies. And I've let other more responsible friends ride with me lunging them. No idea what the fuck that means. Update. Edit. It's not even so much that she doesn't know how to ride, that she is so irresponsible and does not treat the horses well. She blames everything on them, flops and hits, and is not trustworthy. You gotta blame it on the aura, baby. Okay, so there's the aura line that we're all waiting for on pins and needles, and what does that mean, Travis? Well, you say, like, Mr. Floppington, 
spoke to me in a dream and said that his energy and your energy wouldn't mix well. I'm sorry, mm. I just can't do this to him. He's like a son to me. <laughs> <laughs> the moon is in a waxing phase, and Mr. But Mr. Butterballs. No, that's a terrible. <laughs> Mr. Truck nuts. Mr. And <laughs> holy Dr. shit, truck nuts. What if you put? <laughs> he went to medical school for seven years. Please use his correct honorific. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have lupus. Damn it! Oh, it's kind of better. It's kind of better now, though. Do you think that the word honorific was created by the first person to get one? Like the first person to put doctor at the front of their name. Like that's this feels really good. You know what? It's honorific. I'm so proud of me. What a great job I did at being the first doctor. Um, I'm I'm hypocrites. Wait till I, halfway on and then push him off and be like, I guess it's not today's not your day. But don't let him know that you did. Ooh, 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 you train the horse to do that thing where like you usually see it with people being a jerk in a car, but as the person's about to get on, the horse takes one step forward and just keeps doing that until the person mm. gets frustrated and gives up. That's another good thing. Yeah, any anything you can do to sort of put the um the social blame on the horse and not you is going to be uh, is going to be good. It's just going to be how do you how do you tell your horse to only do the, that to this horrible person and not to say you? You got to blame it on the aura. Okay, that doesn't you get, or, horses don't understand what an aura is. What or, fuck um, you? They don't. Yeah, you're right. I said it and then I immediately knew oh, I was wrong. I got it. Oh, I got it. Oh boy, I know where this is going Roll immediately. Up. Wait a minute, let me put some jam up in it. Just put some jelly on your horse. Now, hold on, because the you definitely said in. <laughs> and yeah, I don't think Dr. Saddle, is... Like in the saddle area. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Right? Okay. So, yeah, you just uh, put some jelly on a horse's saddle, uh -huh. and he is uh, and, and on, like, you know the, um, they call it a saddle narbon. It's uh -huh. the front thing that's on the front of the is saddle that to hold really on to. Is really what it's called? It's, yeah, it's yeah. Like saddle nurbin and nurbin or narbin. Mm -hmm. It and depends you, on what area you're in of the country. Yeah, it's a regional thing like soda pop or Coca Cola or proboscis uh, or proboscis or proboscis. It's uh, different strokes for different horses, and you um, put some jelly on that and just put some jelly on the saddle. And then uh, when the person goes to hop up on your horse, they're going to put one hand on that and think the horse has some secretions that need to be dealt with emergently. Saddle, saddle word <laughs> secretions. It's uh, His it's, saddle is bleeding. It's oozing exclusively from the saddle. See, I want to actually backpedal a little bit, and I do want to talk about the possibility of putting some jam up in it. I'm talking about creating some sort of equine Jaffa cake uh -huh. um, okay. situation because that is going to make the horse very sick. And that horse is just not going to feel like riding that particular day. So every time that, you know, Marcy comes over and is like, let me get up on that. You're like, yeah, sure. Let me just take him in the stable. It's oats time. It's oats o'clock. But then it's actually, it's fucking like jam o'clock. Um, what about an elaborate like oceans? Like you bring Marcy to just like an empty stable and you're like, what? Oh, no. Someone's stolen Dr. Truck nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put, when they do find him, he's got gel. I mean, he's got jelly on him when you find him. Okay, right? sounds yeah, like you kind of... We have plans on plans on plans. You what, know if, what, yeah. what, if it, what if you try to put so much jelly into your horse, but instead of making it really sick, he just fucking loves it. And then you're left with like the, one of the most terrifying things in nature, which is a horse addicted from 
to like addicted to a bobble from the world of man. What yeah. if the fucking jam makes can't... him super fast? Yeah, it yeah, makes him so fast when he's like, bring me the gelatinous ambrosia. <laughs> yeah. Somebody put jelly on this sea biscuit and now he's super fast. It's um yeah. We all have an ethical responsibility to make sure that horses don't get too comfortable in the man world. Because mm-hmm. once once they do, like they're they, it's kind of like a Skynet situation, right? Like in our studies with AI, frankly, Google, you're towing a fucking fine line. You're on thin ice with your GoBot. Um, I'm worried that we could get that with a horse, though, like really easily. It would just tip over and then like, that's it. Um, we're, all, we're all horses now. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you have already just described Orb. Basically, that's yeah, orb. yeah. That's he true. Is right. Orb horse got at- too interested in the things of man and can no longer return to the equestral plane. That's right. Somebody, somebody wins the triple crown, and by somebody, I mean a horse. Okay. And they must, <laughs> and they immediately, immediately, like congratulations, you got three trophies. Blam! Like you can't, you can't. You're too big, too strong. You must be destroyed. Too, not too big, too strong, too beloved. Are you kidding me? Fucking American Pharaoh like walks down that that victory lane with a wreath around its neck and just like everybody's just handing it big fucking fistfuls of jam. Like that's it. That's it. That's it. He's gonna evolve into like Rapidash, and then that's it. We're done. I bet your horses are very petty. By which I mean, I bet if you win a big horse, Justin, race, you like- said pretty. You said pretty wrong. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, I, I literally mean petty. I bet, like, if a horse wins a huge race, like the Kentucky um, one, then they spend the rest of the day following their jockey around, waiting to hear him say, hey, I won. Because then it's like, did you? Did, <laughs> did you, you win? Because I, I remember running very fast, faster <laughs> than circle. all the other horses in a circle. Do you want and I remember I mean- you fucking chilling and flipping through your iPod Nano looking for a Jodeci track you haven't heard in a while. <laughs> we could we could figure this thing right out right now if you just want to do a quick foot race. Let's get to the bottom of this. Was just a quick friendly foot race. What do you say? Do you know? Side note: I just found this out the other day. When a horse studs, like when there's like a champion racehorse dude and he goes to a farm to stud, it can be like. Seventy-five thousand dollars yeah. for like one mating for one what? nut. For one nut. <laughs> what if the nut don't take? Well, for Doctor Truck Nuts, it always takes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a that's no problem for me, my man. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> How do you think he got his name? I mean, but you gotta you gotta imagine Travis. Like you're talking about, they are paying for one night with the world's best horse. Hmm. That's like that seems like actually seventy five k actually seems like pretty low. Like yeah, you're getting that good seed, whatever. You're gonna get that good come. <laughs> but you're also we're bleeding a little bit into farm wisdom here. But you're but, I mean, but we're also like talking about like one night with the best, biggest, most badass, most perfect, most like popular, most famous, most successful horse. Like there I think there are plenty of people that would pay seventy five large to bone down with like what? Like Clooney? That's actually seventy five G's that's like nothing. Like Robert Redford paid offered Woody Harrelson a Millo. To sleep yeah. with Woody Harrelson. To sleep exactly. with Woody Harrelson. In real life. Then then they were like, we you know, we should make a film together. <laughs> Or they, or they were like, and cut. And then Redford was like, so what do you what do you think? Where He's we like, at? oh, man, I thought that was just play acting. I thought that was, we were just doing a play acting thing. No, I want to squish that. <laughs> Robert. Hey, Justin. Yep. 
Would you give me a farm wisdom theme song, please? I have something I'd like to share with the folks. Oh, I have uh, one too. Okay, well, we'll do both. Great. Farm wisdom, farm wisdom. Plant some seeds to grow some weeds, farm wisdom. I liked it. Um, when horses are like being prepared for mating, they bring out like a prepper dude horse and they like put his wiener in a bag and tie it up to his stomach and let him get the female like all raring to go with like all the foreplay and stuff. And then they bring the stud horse in. They've covered his hooves with silken gloves so he does not damage the female horse. He comes in at the last minute does the thing, and then leaves. So he just comes in for the last part, and someone paid $75,000 for that. Oh, that was a gross farm wisdom. We try Isn't to, like, that- we try to foster, like, sort of an environment of, you know, learning and um, just just growth, I guess. And to me, Travis, that felt like you were just kind of clickbaiting. Like, just kind of getting of some a, salacious. The horse's wiener being strapped down to his tummy is an interesting, Griffin. I think, no, I think you were mostly going for that, like, raw sex SEO. I mean, sometimes. It's Max Fun Drive. We talk about horse wieners. I have another farm wisdom here, and this one is not yucky. Let's just call it what it is. I found um, Travis is interesting. What, what, where did the first horse come from, Trav? He's just, like, I think he's just, like, at the farm. Is it the same horse the every life. time? Like, does he have, like, <laughs> like one horse, like, that's just romance-centric? This well, is just what they romancing? do is they get him all charged up with the mare horse, and then they take him to, like, <laughs> some, like, not famous racehorse mare horse and let him go to town there so that he doesn't get all upset and go crazy how, on everybody. How, how, how does that interaction work? Like, listen, Dr. Trust, Chuck Nuts, you gots to trust me on this one. <laughs> no, are you sure? Because I'm like, I'm having, like, a lot of fun in it. No, trust me, trust me. Dr. Trust, Nut, trust Nuts, that's your new name. I need you to, listen, Dr. Truck Nuts, I need you to be Dr. Trust Nuts right now. <laughs> I'm not, uh, bro, bro, bro. Have I ever let you down? I'm gonna fucking hollow you out, son. <laughs> Maybe that's what they should make him race. Like they should try to clock a time on him. Then I bet he'd be like performing really very well. I know <laughs> how hot tied to his belly. I know in college, whenever I had a big audition, I would always wait to pee until afterwards. So it's probably the same thing. Just have some sort of barn intern. Like, standing right behind a finish line with a glossy JPEG of a horse <laughs> vagina. Come on. Um, I have another one here, and it's not horse-related. Unless you can... Are llamas horses? Has anyone ever gotten down to the bar, bottom of Space this? Space horses. All right. Um, here's some farm wisdom sent in by Tom Harriman. Thank you, Tom. If you want to protect your livestock, such as sheep and goats, against predators, add a llama to the herd. The llama will act as a guard for the animals, going so far as to fight off attacks by coyotes, wolves, and dogs. If you go this route, it's important that you only get one llama because you want it to bond with the herd it's protecting. It's true. If you get two llamas in there, they're just going to talk to each other. It's like me at a party with like one other person I know. I'm not making new friends at that party. I love this idea because I've actually seen this happen, not this exact thing, but very similar thing in practice, because Buttercup, my dog, hates pigeons. The other day, I was walking around a park where there were pigeons and swans mixed together. Yeah. Or maybe it was geese. It was geese. Geese and pigeons mixed together. And she started to chase a pigeon and then saw a giant goose. And she was like, oh, shit. It's the pigeon's mom. And she immediately hid behind my legs. Um, Yeah. Animals are, like, wicked dumb. And if they see a bunch of animals together, they will assume anything. Like, uh, if if there was... 
bunch of rats fighting over a bag of Doritos, an animal might look at that and be like, how come that one rat is orange and plasticky and it says Doritos on him? He's Dor- <laughs> well, he's Doritos rat. Get that shit up on BuzzFeed. Um, but if you see a bunch of a bunch of sheep and I add a llama to it, I mean, they're both wool-producing creatures. It's not that much of a stretch. It's just this one sheep is like super-duper-duper fucked up. I don't want to mess with that. I don't know what that one sheep's capable of. Don't you think that's messed up for the llama, though? It's like an ugly duckling situation. We're like, why am I so big? I mean, I, they're probably like down as fuck because they're like super tall and they probably feel like in charge and they could have any one of those sheep that they want. <laughs> yeah. It's a, if you stud out a llama, it's important to do it with a sheep because then you get double wool. And like a medium sized llama. Yeah. I. Wouldn't it be a bummer to be a llama and they're like, hey, we got a new home for you. And they pull up and you just see a bunch of sheep and you're like, ah, I know what this is. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anybody here. Okay. I see what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> All right. I get it. Okay. Yep. Give me I the over under. <clears throat> I'm trying to wrap my mind around this farm wisdom that Tom Harriman sent in. Thank you, Tom. Because I'm trying to like, what's the over under? This is, let's put them both in a ring. Coyote v. Llama. Llama uh, has reach, I suppose. Spit. Like, if I, if you want to take it to, like, fucking Pokemon attack levels, you could spit in the coyote's eyes, maybe? It seems that would, that would require, like, a lot of accuracy. I'm and also... I, I'm I don't think that's sure. a llama's strongest statistic. I'm pretty sure a llama can, like, leap, like, all four feet off the ground. At the set. Like, they are very prancy. What are you basing that on? Uh, nothing. Okay. Because well, there was nothing. that one Spike Lee commercial when he was staring at a bunch of jumping llamas, and he was like, it's gotta be the shoes! And la- the llamas are like, we don't wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, I'm basing it on picturing a llama jumping up and down on a coyote. Okay, but a coyote could it can jump. I do want to just get that out there. They have feet and like leg strength and shit. But which one do you think could jump better? Let me ask you a question, Travis. What would be your least favorite place to be bitten by a coyote? On the balls. Don't say the hog. <laughs> well, too late. The butt. I'll edit, I'll edit it to make it sound like I said, don't say the hog before you mentioned the crass thing. The butt. <laughs> really? Your butt? If a, if a coyote bit me directly on the butthole. Okay. I would that absolutely would be... much prefer that I got bitten on the butt than pretty much anywhere else. Yeah, because you got a I lot of like, butt. Yeah, I could like that, let that go. Travis is the bony butt boy, though. So yep. if his butt gets bitten, it's like, oof. He's breaking that thing off. Yeah, yeah I have lots of, right <laughs> which might be a little trap, right? Like when a, a bird tries to get a lizard, gets that tail. Lizard's like, snip, no tail, fuck you, bye. My butt um, will grow back. That's true. Okay, my point was this. It's my favorite Celine Dion song, by the way. My point is if you, get, if you get one, if you get a good one on the neck, boy, that's just it. If you get, oh boy, the neck, that's just it, isn't it? And a <laughs> yeah. llama, what does a llama have a lot of? What did God, in when he was like sketching sketching him out, when he was whiteboarding the old llama, he was like, let's give him like 10 times as much neck as anything would ever need. That would be a bad matchup, I think. Because again, think- to go back to the Pokemon terminology, bite, biting type is very, very super effective against neck type. <laughs> do, you, do you think if you're trying to protect your flock of llamas, you put a giraffe in there? That would fuck me up. Are you kidding? That would fuck me, human. Like, I don't go around murdering sheep all the time. That would still fuck me up. I would still see that. I would see that site and be like, I am not fucking with those sheep today. And that would be like, why would I? But definitely not going to do it now. Uh, Could I take a a sheep in a fair fight? Okay. Uh, We're done here.
Well, not done, but we do need to stop for a second to talk about the Maximum Fun Network. Travis, you're in Los Angeles right now, right? That is correct. Do you just feel the excitement? Do you feel the energy of this pulsating towards the MacArthur Park area right now? I, I can say I've been to Max Fun HQ twice in the past week. Um, I've recorded with three different Max Fun hosts this week, and it's the the energy is palpable. Justin, the magic yeah. is air present. Yesterday, I was just doing my jumps to practice, mm-hmm. For and I fights. Ju- and I jumped eight feet in, straight up into the air. And I, it wasn't even like the hardest I could jump. I got scared after I did it because when I fell, I actually did hurt myself. But like, I think I could have even gone a little bit higher up. My dream, uh, thank you for asking, is to be able to just jump on top of my house. Is that eight feet from ground to the bottom of your feet? Yeah. Or eight feet from ground to the top of your head? Sea level. Oh, okay. Um, I'm saying so- the maximum fun, the maximum fun drive gave me jumping energy. Thank you. Oh, okay. Great, great, great. I, th- I knew that little digression would have a point. Um, I thought I also I just if we're getting stuff off our chest, I wanted to brag about a good jump I, I had. I, I appreciate that brag formation. Um, the uh, Maximum Fun is a network, a podcast network we've been very proud to be a part of since 2011. Um, <clears throat> that's about a year after we started doing this show, way way back, almost six years ago, in 20 April of 2010. Uh, but Maximum Fun has a ton of great shows uh, that we don't make. In fact, those are the good ones that you should be listening to right now. <laughs> like The Flophouse, Jordan Jesse Go, Bullseye, Judge John Hodgman, Stop Podcasting Yourself, uh, Throwing Shade. Like, I could go on. There's a ton of great programs. And your donation, if you can play, is what helps keep the doors open. We ask people who listen to the show and like the show. We don't charge for them. Instead, we just say, hey, if you like this, could you help us make it? That's what we're really saying. So um, we, we ask you to pledge a certain amount of money per month that you can afford and that you feel is right for the amount of shows that uh, you enjoy. So I just uh, to like <clears throat> just to like break things down before we get into like the gifts and levels, just to break things down, like. Uh, since we've been on the network, the support that we've gotten from you all has allowed us to buy all new recording equipment, um, upgrading from the rock band microphones that we started out with. It has, uh, funded some tours that we've done, the, the travel and and booking of those places. Um, it's, it's helped out with that. We did what, like 15 live shows or something like that last year. That wouldn't have been possible without Max Fund Drive and, and donor support. Um, we've launched a ton of new podcasts. Travis, this is his full-time job now because of the support that we get. So things like, uh, the adventure zone, like would not exist if it was not for, uh, if it was not for the, the support we get from donors. So there's a absolutely like a tangible, I guess, if you want to think about it, like return on your investment, if you like the stuff we do. Why don't we talk a little bit about gifts? Because, uh, you know, it's, well, you're not buying stuff. They're just an, it's pronounced GIF. It's pronounced GIFs. (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about the gifts. Uh, if you can pledge five bucks a month, which is the price of a very cheap cup of coffee every day, or one decently priced cup of coffee once a month, um, if you get like a lot of additives and it's a large size, like an eighteen cent cup of dirt. Well, they always shit. say that, like for the price of a cup of coffee, you can feel like you can't. Like I don't know where you're getting this very this eighteen cent coffee. But anyway, you're going to like a greasy spoon. Yeah. You're sitting along some other depression era folks, and, and you're just like <laughs> scooping like water out of a toilet and like pouring it on grounds that were thrown away yesterday. That's about eighteen cents. If you can pledge $5 a month, you're going to get the uh, uh, 
access code to a veritable treasure trove of bonus material, um, you're gonna get just like just just my brother, my brother, and me. There's there's uh, um, tons of uh, uh, shows on there that have put up d- bonus episodes for years, and you're gonna get all of it. There's literally days of content on there. But just if, if we're just talking about my brother, my brother, and me, just to give you an example of what we're talking about, you're going to get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, episodes of the show you've never heard before. Bonus episodes. Jesus. All of which have like weird. Uh, <clears throat> what are those? Yeah, I can't even remember what we've done. Like this year, we did, we did one with November. our dad. We did uh, there one of the. Uh, there's a uh, uh, not counted in that total, but uh, my sister, my sister and me, which is our wives, uh, recorded oh, a yeah. podcast together. That's on there. Uh, Big Gulp Live, the one and only episode of Griffin's Vore podcast. Big Gulp is there on? Holy uh, shit! Yeah, it's that's there. Uh, our friend Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, uh, the guy, he's been on TV a couple times. I'm not sure what for, but he's, he seems to be making a name for himself. Uh, he's got a demo of a song called Ghost Horse that he wrote for us, and the demo of him recording it is on there. The Ghost Horse demo, Fugue for Brother Horns is the subtitle of that, but that's on there. Like, there's a ton of crap on there. Um, and Including some video stuff. Some videos. Yeah, we riffed some, uh, old training uh, not training but uh in, in educational films uh short films we 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 did some jokes about those and um that's on there and that's like just our show there's tons and tons and tons of crap we did a show about asmr for uh, my medical history podcast sawbones where which ends in a binaural holophonic virtual doctor's office visit that uh, demonstrates the idea of asmr uh, and that's on there. There's so much on there that you can be enjoying if you just donate five dollars a month. That's just five bucks a month if you go to maximumfund.org/slash/donate right now. For ten dollars a month, you get all that bonus content, and you get your pick of one of, I believe, twenty-two, maybe twenty-four, somewhere in there, bandanas. Each one um, styled for a specific show on the network. The My Brother, My Brother and Me one features Torsi the Torso Horse, along with a lot of other awesome stuff. You can find them at MaximumFun.org forward slash bandanas. Um, and that's just $10 a month. It, uh, it's a really awesome deal. Um, and you're going to look super cool in that bandana. You're going to look like a tough bike bike man or woman. Like a biker mouse from Mars. Now, at $20 a month, you are going to get the Max Fun Adventure Necessity Collection. This is, hey, what? You go camping? What? You get lost... Just you get lost and you wander into the woods sometimes and you have to survive a night out there. The Max Fun Adventure Necessity Collection's got you. It's got a multi tool with the Max Fun Rocket logo on it. It's got a hot chocolate packet. Actually, if you're like surviving out in the wilderness, that probably would be low on the. Although I don't know, that sugar would probably give you the burst of energy you need to like fashion a, a hut out of a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, a paracord bracelet you can use. That I think turns into a rope or something. There's camping toilet paper, which would absolutely be my number one necessity. I poop a lot. Um, anyway, you can get that at $20 a month, but you also get the stuff before it, like the bandana and the bonus episodes. Not like, that's specifically the stuff you'll get. But what you also get is the smug satisfaction of knowing that you donated to support the things that you love. And we also understand that not everybody can do that. Sometimes you find yourself in a position where you can't afford to give money every month, and we totally get that. If that's the case, make sure you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, you tell your friends that Max Fun Drive is going on, you share that link, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate, and you say, like, I can't, but you should support the things you love, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. 
Um, we'll talk more about uh, what 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 else you can get in the Max Fun Drive and uh, how you can help support us. But um, I think we should get back into the fucking flow. Yeah, dive in. All right, here's another question. Uh, this one comes to us uh, from Gmail. It says, one of my closest friends has recently gone a bit off the deep end. Over the past few years, he's been a spent a lot of time on the internet watching conspiracy theory videos and YouTube documentaries. Usually when he starts into some weird Illuminati talk, I could change the subject to something more normal, but not today. We're stuck in a car together for a solid half hour, during which he expounded upon a variety of crazy government slash occult theories. I realized that he was spending way more time on this stuff than uh, I thought. He even got pretty worked up at a couple points. How can I talk to him about toning it way, way down? My fear is there's a point of no return. He may be fast approaching. What should I do? Um, it says Gmail here, but it sounds to me like this is actually from the G-Man. The who's G trying to man put, yeah, trying to put this shit back, back in the old, the, the fucking data vault, the, the old black crypt, and put it back buried underground for the lizard men to feast. <laughs> <laughs> Lizardmen feast on truth. And if you bury truth underground, that's how the lizardmen get to it and they can eat it. That's true. There's one way. Griffin, Griffin, how do I stop? How do I fight the lizardmen? I'm glad you asked. Gold. You need it. You need it. You need it. You need it. Go get it. Oh, go get that gold. Oh my God. You need the gold. It's so very important. Also, Lizard if you put a llama in with your sheeple, it'll protect them from that's, the lizard. That's a hundred percent true. But not everybody's going to have that um, luxury because llamas are a rarity. You got to get a, a llama and a human being to bone down, and then it's that's a that's a tough. That's how Lorenzo Llamas was born. Jesus, that's a good joke, Travis. Thank you, Griffin. I literally got sweaty from how good <laughs> the joke chills. was. I got chills like for days. A lot of people laugh when they hear a good joke. For me, it was like instant sweat. <laughs> Yeah, the the laughs came through your pores. Yeah, in the form of perspiration. Anyway, gold. Oh my God, you need it. Lizard men are afraid of it. <laughs> it's the worst thing about conspiracy theorists is that they've made pirates seem like conspiracy theorists themselves. Because mm -hmm. like every yeah, time yeah. they open up a chest full of gold, they're like, "Oh my goodness!" It's like, "Oh, it's oh just fuck yeah!" The only yeah, we're safe. <laughs> come get the come take this, Obama. Haha. <laughs> just kidding. Hey guys, can we encrypt this somehow? I don't know what that means because I'm a pirate, but we'll figure it out. Like a pirate who's a big fan of like national treasure. I mean, a, for a pirate, if you bury treasure, that's encrypting it technically. I mean, that's true. It's hard to hack a treasure chest. I got another question. This well, is no, like well, we didn't even help that person. Yeah, so what? I got another <laughs> okay. question. Okay, well, open your eyes. Your friend is right. Open no, your eyes. Your, your friend's friend not. Your friend is not right. Like they obviously, this is the way that their anxiety manifests, and um, you should ask. Is, you should talk. They should. Don't try to here. Here, here's your real advice, okay? Your real advice: Don't try to talk a person like this out of conspiracy theories that is reinforcing their conspiracy theory. Trust me true. on this one. This is it is beyond both our and their pay grade. And if you want to help them out, then give them to talk to somebody who it is their pay grade. Yeah, it ain't ours. My best friend treats me like I'm her baby daddy. Now we're talking. She even went as far as to tell some of the people who asked who the the father was while she was pregnant that it was me. Wait, this what? This is biologically impossible, as we have never slept together, and I, like her, am a woman. It stopped being cute and funny around the fifth time she said it. I don't even want kids my own. How do I get her to stop stamping my name on that belly bun? And that's from Jenna. Like, Jenna? What? Jenna? What? Jenna? Just tell her to stop. Jenna, this is a grounder. Tell her to quit doing that. 
But no, is there anybody who honestly thinks that this is a... Oh, that are she's... fooled? Yeah. Huh. huh. I'm actually sitting here thinking, can two women... I mean, we are... They're actually working on that technology, yeah, no joke. Yeah, like we're getting close to that technology. No, but I know, but we're not, not there, there yet. Yeah. But I tell you what, though, I'm not so plugged in... That if someone told me that, like, I'm so embarrassed, I'm so, like, terrified. Oh, of, yes. Like, seeming like, out of it. I'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah, I've, heard a, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about yep, that lately. That tracks. That tracks you would, me. They would say that. The nightmare scenario that Justin's proposing is you, they would say that to, let's just use us as an example. <laughs> and I would say, I would go, <laughs> good one. And they'd be like, no, they took my stem cells and her stem cells and just, like, did a did the hokey pokey. And then, like, wow, this is, this is meet, meet Marsha. And like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. I'm so sorry. Your love is beautiful. I didn't mean to laugh. It's just like I thought it was, oh, I'm so sorry. And then they double back on the goof and they're like, no, I'm just kidding. We don't have that tech yet. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm I'm really sweating over here. (laughs) The whole time I knew it. But you know what? Here's what it is. This is what I think this is a matter of. Your friend probably did this goof once. And mm. like people laughed, and maybe you kind of laughed too. And then she was like, "Oh, okay, this is a good response joke." When someone asks, "Like, who's the you know, like who's the father?" Which is also a weird thing to ask anybody. That's a weird thing to ask anybody. Oh yeah, who's the father? Why? Why? What the fuck? Fuck you. Hey, who'd like, you who'd you bone? <laughs> who put that in you? <laughs> hey, who'd you bone today? That's a weird thing. I think that's the bigger problem. How often is this coming up? Or is she volunteering this? Like she walks into a party and she's like, my friend Jenna put this baby in me. That's also weird. That's a weird opener. It's also (laughs) weird. But it's not as bad as mine. I just walk in with my phone out and be like, have you guys seen this damn Daniel kid? What's up with that? (laughs) Yeah, that's good. It's pretty good, Uh, I think, because it connects with everybody, you know? And it'll never not be topical. Um, Can I read a Yahoo? Yeah, kind of for a, sure. Kind of, kind of a classic bit. This one's sent in by Ryden High Zoe Kinski. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user Shao Cat, who asks, Taller wife is blessing or curse? <laughs> <laughs> you know how they have like um uh like quotation marks is and then but they also have like single quotation marks in describing height. Which one's foot, which one's inch? One is foot, two. Is okay, inch. my wife is three, three is meters. Okay, my wife is three feet taller than me. I've become a divided. <laughs> I've become a divided man. In privacy, I am a staunch admirer and lover of my taller wife. <laughs> I love. Let me fucking finish. I enjoy her height, dominance of her physique, and her overall supremacy. While in public, I am a scared man. Feeling myself overwhelmed and pressurized. Please provide me some genuine solution. Being pressurized is great because if it starts raining on you, like you don't even have to worry about it. The <sighs> difference is in the answer to this question. Dependent on whether he meant to type one apostrophe mark or, or two. <laughs> Are an ocean. They are a vast ocean. It's a gulf separating two continents. Let's assume. How can we? How can we talk about the? Are we talking like a Danny DeVito, Rhea Perlman situation, or you mean Danny DeVito with two Rhea Perlmans standing on top of each other's shoulders situation? The average male American height is five foot ten inches tall. 
Okay. I say we start there. The average <clears throat> person. All right, let's take a foot and a half off that. Four, four. We'll say four, four, and then we'll do. We'll add the three feet on the other end. For what are women like five, six? So a good six, ten. Four, four, and six, ten. That doesn't add. Does that, that track? No. Doesn't, doesn't track. track do all. it. Four, four, and seven, four. The tallest woman. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so tall. The tallest woman held the get uh, according to Guinness Book of World Records, seven foot five. Okay, de- so, right, so he's not a record. He does not have a record breaking or like record encroaching. No, that's life. what I'm saying. Seven four and four four. That's what we're talking about. Runner up <laughs> for my very tall wife. My very- oh wait, sorry. The actual the tallest is eight foot one and three quarters inches. Oh, so All right, she's then let's- not even really that tall at seven four. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. seven four and four four. That's what we're talking about. Um, I enjoy my tall wife. <laughs> My very big spouse so much. I love my big wife, guys. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not ashamed of it, except when we're in public, I feel like a scared man. I feel but pressurized. Like, but Danny DeVito is five feet tall. Correct. So you're four, four and Rhea Perlman's five feet tall. That's amazing. I love these two. That makes me so happy. My wife is three feet tall. I love my big wife. Please, what do I do? In public, I get so scared and pressurized and overwhelmed. I mean, she's so much taller than him is the only thing about it. Let's, should we assume, would we be more easily equipped to handle this if she was three inches taller? Because, God, that seems just, like, so much more likely. That doesn't seem, like, worth writing into Yahoo. Okay, <laughs> yeah, all right. That does it, like... That's, like, not that impressive. I mean, you have to... Do they feel like they have to explain to people, to passersby, I love my very big wife, um, and uh, I like her... If people are like, wow, is it is it, is it it hard having that three-foot divide? And you would have to explain, like, every time, like, I enjoy the dominance of her physique. But I do not they like see, being pressurized. Well, that's just a public thing. That's just like he's he's worried what the public thinks about them. Which maybe is like it's, maybe he's less worried about what the public thinks and more worried about those two eyes he has glowering down on him from above every time yeah. someone gives them dirt looks. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, listen, uh, I, I I see what you're thinking there, and uh, I I love my tall wife. I love my very She's big wife. Saying. I don't know what. Right. It's gonna be really embarrassing when he finds out his wife is just two wives stacked on top of each other in a big trench coat. Yeah. And when she finds out that he's actually he's actually eight rabbits, <laughs> or he's he's the whole time he's been one Tim Conway on his knees with fake shoes in front of his knees. Absolutely, I love uh, my big wife. Love my whole wife. I don't think there's any grounds for discussion further discussion here. I'm happy to put this one to rest. It's just guys. My wife is tall, and I love that in her. I love my big wife. I'm a man divided. At the end of each workday, my husband and I arrive at the entrance of our apartment complex to check out our mailbox before heading back in. For the past three weeks, like clockwork, a white-haired elderly gentleman, around the age 75 to 80, exits the mailroom and literally walks backwards (laughs) towards his own apartment. A good five to seven minute walk. Damn, Daniel. It's a very (laughs) surreal thing to watch. He always has a grimace on his face. And worse, he stares right at us as he's doing it. We've been trying to figure out why he would do this. Is this a new exercise for the elderly? Are we in an episode of Twin Peaks? And most of all, why in God's name must he stare at us when he does it? Is there any chance you might be able to shed some light on this? We'd love to hear your thoughts and conclusions on this matter. That's from Alexis. 
He's definitely a ghost. Like, 100% definitely, 100% definitely a ghost. Like, that's not even a question, which is another one of our bits that we're bringing back for Goofbusters. But just because he's a ghost doesn't mean he's not gaslighting you. That's true. That's Sometimes true. ghosts just need something to keep them going. For all you know, he's locked the, the ghostly plane for, like, 400 years. Mm-hmm. And what he's I just th- like, I need something to keep me going, and it's messing with Alexis and her husband. The strongest argument for gaslighting, in, in my opinion, is the is the repetition. Mm-hmm. If, if this, if you had seen this once and you had thought, "Oh, that's weird," and then they never saw it again, that could have been one of life's many coincidences. Since it has happened multiple times, he is trying to get you to question his sanity. If it happens more than exactly. once, it's you are being gaslit. Yeah, he definitely has some sort of lizard man, like surveillance situation on you like just to make sure you can if you went up that. to him and said hey didn't you just do this he would say no i don't know so i think this is the first time i've ever ever done this yeah um another possibility can i put this forward hit me what if he just has a great ass and he just want always wants you <laughs> does to he have that? truck nuts hanging from his belt no we're putting truck nuts away put it back no, in the drawer i will never I'm the, t- I'm the teacher i'm gonna take your fucking prank pranky whoop whoopee cushions and i'm gonna take your truck nuts i'm gonna put them in my i'm gonna put them in my drawer and then later on the principal's gonna find him and be like um uh, michelle what the fuck <laughs> you can't have you can't have nuts at work this is um nuts are bad anyway maybe he's got a great oh just a juicy little rump Oh, a juicy little old man bottom. And he yeah. just wants you to, gre- he wants to greet you. Hello, good day. This is me. Boop, 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 boop. He just wants you to like ha- see it with your eyes. Like first thing. Maybe learn to moonwalk is on his bucket list. It's man, possible. He's made it through a lot, huh? I mean, he's churn- yeah. he must have turned through the first few pages already. He started way too early. He started doing his bucket list at like 40. Yeah. And, but now at like 80, he's like, I'm, I, like, I'm down to the dregs. I've next got time, like next eat you... crackers hanging from a pole and walk backwards. <laughs> Do that thing with a dollar bill on a on a rope tied to a stick to a little kid to make him run around the block. Gaslight, gaslight some twenty somethings. Um, next time you see him moonwalking, just see if he's carrying like a coffee can full of the ashes of his best friend, who is knocking that list out with. Because that's that's, <laughs> that's a telltale sign. We didn't get this. We didn't get to this one together, Peter. But. You got there. You're moonwalking with Jesus now. I'm going to put you. You see that one pair of uh, backwards footprints? (laughs) That's where I carried you backwards. I'm going to throw your ass down on the floor now to reduce the friction. (laughs) Thank you, Peter. (laughs) Oh, Peter, Peter, your burned up body helps me dance again. (laughs) Shuffle flap. Peter, shuffle step. Peter, with your dusty permission, I'm gonna try to do the lean over thing. Nope, dead. <laughs> Someone come burn me so I can lubricate your moonwalk. And then you can carry this burden backwards for That's all what the time. The circle of life was about. <laughs> Peter, I want our bodies to do sand art together. <laughs> I want, a t- I want a bored teenager on a boardwalk somewhere to pour us both in a jar and then poke a straw through us to make weird angular shapes, Peter. Set me free! Uh, <laughs> uh, what do we got, another Yahoo? Or, uh, maybe we should talk about the Max Fun Drive I think again? let's talk about the Max Fun Drive one more time and then do a couple more and then yeah, bounce. Uh, Maximum Fun 
org uh, relies on your donations to keep the network going. And it also allows us to do other shows. Um, when we started Maximum Fun, it was just my brother, my brother. And well, me. we didn't start Maximum Fun. When we started with Maximum Fun, thank you, Griffin, that preposition was essential. When we started with Maximum Fun, it was just my brother, my brother, and me. And then when we decided, like, hey, we could take time away from other things to to do this podcast thing because um, folks seem to like it and we're making a little bit of money off of it. So uh, we don't, why don't we do more? So that's why we spun off, we did uh, The Adventure Zone and we did. Uh, Big Gulp, and we did uh, Schmanners and Sawbones and Bunker Buddies. Bunker Buddies. Trends like these. Can I pet your dog? Yeah, that's when we started. Bullseye. Still buffering. Yeah, we we and we did all those podcasts because uh, you you find folks supported us, um, and and it allows us to do less. Of, like like we said, Travis made this his full time job. I work less at my day job now because. Um, I need more time to make shows for folks. I, I also want to say, like, I I love Max Fun and I love the Max Fun Drive because basically it's a two week period of people talking about how special Maximum Fun is. And I agree because sometimes the internet can get really bogged down with really <sighs> terrible people who just complain about the things they love, which is such a weird thing to do but everyone like they love something so much that all they can do is complain about it when it disappoints yeah. them it is the it is the most supportive and inclusive community basically ever every uh, every time we get out to a max fun con um it's like just the best time ever hanging out with the best folks ever speaking of if you want to hang out with other members of the max fun community whoa Oh, God, Rachel's spraying off the window <laughs> of my office she just scared the shit out of me um Rachel did yeah, I mean she's not spraying off the window. I think you said sprang off the window. Like, <laughs> yeah, Rachel's doing some fucking woman shed. Is she pulling? Yeah, she's well, she's training for the Ninja Warrior. Anyway, I've told her not to do it on the glass. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the course is the course is not going to be made out of glass. Anyway, um, uh, forgot completely what I was talking about. Oh, there's uh, meetups next week, next Tuesday. If you go to or maximum, this Tuesday, tomorrow, this Tuesday, that's right. Uh, go to maximumfund.org/meetups, and you can see where uh, everything's popping off in different cities across these United States of America. Is there something happening in LA that you're going to, Trav? Yeah, uh, Teresa and I and and like basically all of my co-hosts that live here are going to Club TG, T E E G E E. So yeah, go go hang out. Uh, like seriously, everybody I've ever met through these shows has been fucking radical. Um, there's also a, a, a special promotion going away uh, where Max Fun is giving away a Breville product, a kitchen appliance and favorite of, of uh, John Hodgman. Uh, if you tweet a link to the donate page, which is MaximumFun.org slash donate, along with uh, a statement of why you love Maximum Fun or why people should support it, and you use the hashtag toast to Max Fun, uh, they will pick the one they like the best and uh, they will get Hodgman's favorite Breville product. I'm assuming it is a toaster. Just based on the hashtag. Anyway, let's let's talk about what other gifts people can expect at the higher donation levels. Well, we talked about the bonus content for five dollars, the bandana for ten, and the adventure kit for twenty. For thirty-five dollars, you get all of that stuff, and you get a really beautiful Max Fun emblazoned uh, vacuum thermos. Um, keeps your hot drinks hot, your cold drinks cold, your medium drinks medium. Hides and your hides your, gold from, hides your gold from the lizard men who can't see inside of vacuums. And can I tell you a secret, folks? What's that? Maybe you are already a donor. Um, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Surprise. And you're looking to upgrade. That's the secret. You're a donor already and you didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we've been hacking your account. Um, and you're a $35 a month donor, and you're looking at that $100 a month level, and you're like, I don't know, there's a secret $50 a month level for upgrading donors that you can move up to if you're not quite ready to make that jump to 100 So don't is, worry. If you're not already a donor, and you just listened to that and processed it with your brain, you're a criminal, technically. Now you have to become a donor. Um, but above that, there is a $100 per month level. If you, maybe you're flush and you really, really like our shows and you want to help support us, there is a, uh, uh, what's called the Inner Circle, which is our monthly culture club. You get all the other stuff, the bonus episodes, the thermos, all that. Um, but you also get to be a member of the Inner Circle. Um, and every month, we, uh, what, uh, a host of a Max Fun show picks some cultural thing. Maybe it's a book, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's an album. Uh, and you will get a copy of that as, long, as well as a sort of written explanation as to why it is so special to those people. For us, uh, last year we selected the album Music Evolution by the hip-hop jazz funk uh, band Buckshot Le Funk, uh, which is like what literally one of my favorite albums basically ever. It was very formative when I was a child. Thank you to the Men in Black soundtrack for pointing me their way. Um, <laughs> if, if you really want to go hog wild, that we have... Record? If, we, if you really want to go hog wild for $200 per month, uh, you can get free registration for MaxFunCon 2017, which, again, like I just said, is a blast. It's full of the coolest people ever. Get to eat a bunch of dope-ass food on top of a mountain. Get drunk with your favorite podcasters. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't expect that people are going to, like, a lot of folks are going to come in at those levels. That's kind of a big ask. Um, but but if you have, you know, if, if you really enjoy our shows, if you enjoy Mabim Bam and the Adventure Zone and Saw, Sawbones and Bunker Buddies uh, and, and, and the rest of the shows that we do and you want to support us, uh, just go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. There's a questionnaire about, like, which podcasts you listen to. Um, just, just fill that out. And, and we, we really appreciate your support. And, it, it and what's really special. Immeasurably. And what's really special about that is the shows that you say you listen to are the shows that get funded by your donation. So it's a very direct one-in-one yeah. -one kind of support. So it's not just like spread throughout Max Fun and you don't know where your dollars are going. Yeah. The shows that you say you listen to are supported by you. We are recording this a little bit early. Um, so, but, but at last check, we were about halfway to our 5,000 member goal. And obviously like we want to smash that goal and, and, and keep going higher and higher. Um, so I don't know where we're going to be out on Monday, but please, you know, help, help us meet that goal. Help us crush and destroy that goal. Help us embarrass that goal. Help us humiliate that goal. And that public. goal is new and upgrading. So if you've yeah. been a donor for a long time and now you, you went from listening to like one show to 12, maybe consider up in that donation and supporting even more shows. Cause if you don't update the shows that you listen to, they're not getting supported by you. And if you want fucking more reason. To donate. Oh, God, I hate doing these. You can do it, oh, stop. Yes. Uh, let me think. Sometimes in life, you want to buy a boat. you don't have the money that salesmen require for boats but that sea is calling to me you gotta give to the maximum fun drive
I th- what I liked about that was that I <laughs> want a boat and I don't have the money needed for the boat. I'm gonna take another stab at it. I do. I'm gonna focus on this boat because, gang, we didn't mention this in the notes, but I really. You could I, do more with the boat thing. Okay. Ooh, what was that? That was a oh. weird mid mid bar key change. number of donors we need to hit to bring no. back jingles permanently what's a the million, number of a, mil- a million a million donors a, uh, a million wait hold on if you. we hit 5,000 donors I'm getting an adventure zone tattoo but it takes you a million donors to do jingles birthing yeah, these John creations Coulson wrote a song a day that's that's joke huh? that ain't me a song a day Go to um, MaximumFun.org forward slash you, donate now while you're thinking about it. I don't play this acoustic guitar anymore. It stinks. I don't know what's going on. The strings actually stink. They actually smell very bad. I don't want to be touching it anymore. That's what I was saying. Like, I'd love to bring it back. A, I like listening to them. B, it's a nice sort of, like, halftime for me and Scraps. To yeah. Just, like, play Galaxy of Heroes on our iPhones and fucking chill for I did three hearth- yeah. Hearthstone matches in there. Yeah, it was you, awesome. You, cool. A coworker of mine brought some delicious bone-in chicken wings to work for lunch and offered me one. I gladly accepted, but fumbled the handoff and dropped the wing. Rather than let said wing go to waste, I removed the skin from the side that touched the carpet and ate the wing. Now everyone in the office thinks I'm a dirty floor eater. Am I good? Germs can't make it through the protective skin instantly, right? What was I supposed to do? Let the wing go to waste? And that's from 5 Second Faux Pas in Dallas. This is horrible. <laughs> you can't it's not about everyone's so worried about germs right and germs are bad don't get me wrong germs are very bad i watched contagion okay they took gwyneth paltrow from us i hate it um 
germs aren't great. I really want to make my position known on germs. I think they stink. But there's a sort of social germ that is invisible and intangible, and it won't make you sick, but it'll make me sick if I watch you eat a wing off the floor. I get say sick. a sloppy, get, sloppy wing. A wing is the worst possible. It's what it, it's like. You engineered like gotta have meat on it. Gotta be very sticky. Um, and gotta the only be thing like, worse is if you dump soup on the ground and vacuumed it up through a straw. Yeah. No, I think wings actually worse than that. Then, um, then carpet soup. Yes. I tell you who's really at fault here. Who's that, Trev? It's the coworker. The coworker who saw you drop your wing and did not instantly say, I will give you another. Please throw that wing away. <laughs> this was not your one and only wing opportunity. I will present you with another wing. Please do not do this. That's what I ha- I think that's a bigger problem than like the germ aspect. It's just like the the steez that you immediately have is like person who doesn't know where people are buying wings all the time. Like, where did you find this? This is the only crack I have at this. I just, I'll just, yeah, whatever. I, I may, may never wing hands. again. I, what it's if like, this is a barefoot office? Ugh. Like uh, God. Wait, what? No. What is that? What like is Google bare- or Pixar where everybody's <laughs> just, like on Razor scooters and bare feet. Or just the beach because you're a surf instructor. The whole world's my office, man. Um, as long as it's a beach. As long as it's specifically a beach. Like, I cannot work in like a suburban area. Yeah. And honestly, if we could try to keep it in the just sort of the Malibu area, that would I, be I have lost my license. Yeah. This more like this. If I go 100 feet that way, that's sort of uh, Surfberg's territory. Mm-hmm. And 100 feet the other way, sort of like Surfing Dan, Surfing Glass territory. So, like, if we actually, my office is actually this office. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. and this is pretty much the only place that I can teach surfing. It's amazing <laughs> to me how contentious and territorial surf instructors get. Yeah. Man, we've lost too many people too young to this surf is, instructor beefs. This is my beach. Like, this is at Arby's. There's a there's a there's a small fishing pond three and a half miles away. This is not this ain't your your beach. This is your beach. <laughs> I thought you said this is our beach, and then I put it together and you said Arby's. You know another another funny thing you could say about this. Oh no! Oh no! Just back to back, back to back. Are you positive? Yeah, I'm positive. It's a hard don't watch, folks, and it's coming to you live from eBay. The Electronic Bay. It's bringing word of haunted dolls from all over the world. Uh, this one is uh, Haunted Vintage Doll Paranormal Spirit Vessel Active EMF. A lot of SEO, not so much a name. Do we need a vintage modifier on that? Is anybody like bringing home a fucking like, oh, this is Susan. She's a new American girl. Ah, oh, fuck. She's haunted. Damn it. I just spent $300 on this. <laughs> I can't believe it got ghosts all up in it. Uh, yeah. Haunted dolls found in the storage after grandma passed away. I'm having paranormal activity after bringing these dolls home. At first, I was very scared, but now I'm spending more time with each doll in order to sense a, get a sense of their energy and give the buyer as much information as possible. That's nice. You got to really spend some yeah. time with your dolls to get to know them. Yeah, they're really filling in the blanks. <laughs> the next sentence of this eBay listing is, I am what they call a sensitive. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, they're, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, karma is real or kismet or what have you, whatever, whatever, you know, sort of uh, higher power you believe in. But boy, isn't it lucky 
how um, people who are sensitive to these spiritual comings and goings often inherit large doll collections from their dead grandmothers. <laughs> it's funny how those you don't find a lot of guy like just like dudes named Carl <laughs> inheriting a bunch of dolls from their dead grandma. And just my saying, sensitive like, friend told me that these dolls were haunted, but I swear, guy, I get nothing. <laughs> uh, why are you Carl's cursing like, with this lack damn, of sensitivity? Damn, I wish I could commune with you, beautiful babies. I love it. <laughs> Damn it, I uh, could tell, I could tell it behind each year's dead porcelain eyes. You each got a story to tell, but I just can't hear it with my dumb, non-sensitive ears. Damn it, Carl. <laughs> Therefore, I'm able to use all my senses and feel spirits. My grandma is, is, was a kind, loving spirit. My Aunt Angelica was a healer, and that baby from Rugrats, and a psychic <laughs> in her country. <laughs> I was taken care of by my aunt. So I learned how to perceive and work with energy from an early age. Fuck, you are such a good pick for a huge old dog collection. Yeah. I cannot believe how lucky we are that these two well, wait, you don't hear, Justin, you don't hear about the 100,000 other times that people, like, those people aren't going to get an eBay and say, I've got a shitload of dolls possibly haunted. I have no fucking clue. History, right? history is written by the sensitives. Yeah, and also, I like that at first this person was scared. It's like, hey, hey, you spent your whole life training for this moment. This Are is sick sure as hell. Scared? This is like the best. Well, maybe I'm, it was like, you know, moving up to the big show scared. Like the first time, like, you know, you're the backup quarterback. The starting okay, quarterback yeah. goes down with like a broken hammy. And you're called in. And he's like, now nah, you're a quarterback now. And you're like, I'm scared, but I'm ready. So maybe that was it. Like he inherited the dolls. He threw open the storage room door, like on Storage Wars. He just saw a bunch of dead black eyes staring back at him. And he was like, I'm ready. But I'm so scared, guys, but I'm ready. Don't you guys want to know it all? About this doll? Yes. Do you want to know about it? Um, yeah, I mean, typically this is the part that is kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I perceive a very spoiled rich girl who grew up without her mother. Her father was a businessman who traveled all out of the country and left her alone with her nanny and hired help to care for her. She was homeschooled and didn't develop good social skills. Therefore, she grew up resentful and untrusting of others. She wow, does not Carl. respond when I ask her name, but I keep getting Gretchen in my head. Uh, I keep getting Gretchen in my head is my favorite Johnny Cash song, and it, it's a sad, <laughs> slow ballad, and I love it. He, she has a stubborn and very determined, strong personality that I am not comfortable with. <laughs> wow. Okay, shit. The lights have flickered on and off, and I feel a pulling sensation from her, as if she wants to draw me in. I would advise caution in establishing boundaries with her. <laughs> Well, how stubborn can she be if she's trying to pull you in, dog? She wants to engage. This sounds like a frustrated parent giving their child up for adoption. This is like, it's not my <laughs> fault you didn't break this this puppet spirit. This, I'm this bothered by the doll. fact that this judgmental turd who is making this starts off by saying she's very spoiled. She grew up without a mother. Like you, like right there, like you die, like you know what's up and you're still being a turd about it. Uh, this is the ending. I have left her and gone to bed and have felt her hovering over me. It's just what I feel. Very disturbing energy. Her face, arms, and feet are porcelain with a soft body. She measures 16 inches tall. Oh, see, don't nope. breeze over that. That's what I, that's, as a collector, that's the stuff I want to know. I mean, the spirit, the living spirit that lives inside her, that's, that's great and everything, but I've got like a, I've got like a dollhouse thing going on, and I don't want some big ass doll. It's like too big for the tea set I have set up. I'll say that this seller is not really good at uh, selling. I got this doll. She's creepy as shit. 
She's uh, going to hover over you. I do not like it. Please take this creepy doll and give me money for it. Holy fucking shit. You guys are not going to believe me, but this listing actually ends with, and I just said it to you so you believe me, her face, arms, and feet are porcelain with a soft body. She measured 16 feet No, 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 feet no, 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 no. No, it can't, yes, can't be. She measures 16 feet tall. No, no. Yes, I love my tall doll wife. I, I am a doll my wife. tall doll. I am, I am 13 feet tall. My haunted doll wife is 16 feet tall. I love I how big. I her hover over me, but it does not match up one and one because she is three feet taller than I am. She's 16 feet tall. I, I love how my, my tall haunted wife physically dominates me. I feel so pressurized by my tall doll wife. I love her haunted physique. <laughs> but when we go out in public, room. I feel such judgment. This is a full-blown, like, yes, 80s uh, horror movie. Like, hello, daddy. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah, uh, the last line is, also, this is viral marketing for the new Ghostbusters movie. Check it out in theaters. It's coming soon. Leslie Jones is in it. She's hysterical. This is actually viral marketing for Goofbusters 2, this episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. This has been so much fun uh, to revisit some of our old classics. Not as many, maybe not as many as we thought there was going to be. So if you're, if you're about to tweet us and ask, whatever happened to blank... This is your answer. It died here. This See you again lives. next year. Hopefully not. Nope. Hey, listen, I also want to remind you, MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Um, you know, even if, if $5 is is the most you can do, if you can carve out $5, that that's great. That means the world to us. It, it, every uh, uh, bit you could donate really does help a lot. It helps to show that this is uh, a thing that you love and this network is a thing that you love and it helps us to make more things that you can love. And be sure that when you donate that you tweet at us and let us know so we can say thank you because we really are grateful and it means a lot to us that you decided to support the show. Oh, and before we forget, uh, the, the Max Fun Drive is going to wrap up on the 25th uh, with a live streaming Jordan Jesse Go uh, from Max Fun HQ. I'm going to be there and be on it. Um, and a bunch of my co-hosts here in LA are going to be there and they will probably be on it too. Um, but make sure you check that out. Follow at Max Fun HQ on Twitter to get all the details and everything. And you should just be following the hashtag Max Fun Drive anyways, because there's so much awesome stuff going on. There's random giveaways happening. There's people like talking about why they love Max Fun and planning the meetups and all that stuff. So follow hashtag Max Fun Drive. Let us know that you donated. Watch the live stream. All that stuff. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for use uh, for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off putting the days to bed. It's a wonderful, wonderful album and great song. We're very thankful to to John and the Long Winters for letting us use it. Um, yeah, thank you. And we're thankful to you. And we're so yeah, thankful to you. So thankful. Um, you guys want that final Yahoo? Yes, please. I didn't pick one. Shit. Well, we'll just do this one. It was sent in by Brighton High, Zoe Kinski. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something has gone wrong. I'll go one name down. Sorry, something's gone wrong. One more name down. Sorry, something's gone wrong. One more name down. Nope. My face in the rain <laughs> asks, why are calzones called calzones and not pizza sandwiches? <laughs> oh, my name's Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. Together, we make up the Max Fun podcast, Lady to Lady. Each week, we welcome a kick-ass lady guest. We talk about our lives, our dreams, and the terrible decisions we've made that still haunt us. Mm-hmm. We've had on great comedians like Aisha Tyler and Margaret Cho, plus screenwriters, doctors, authors, you know, anyone who's willing to be as open as we are. It's all a lot of fun. That's us, Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither. <laughs>